You're listening to Balance, the journey of entrepreneurial couples podcast, an unfiltered conversation about working, living, and everything in between with your partner. Hear stories from couples across the globe, their triumphs, failures, lessons learned, and tips on balancing life, marriage, and business. And now your host, business owner and partner, wife and mother of three, Tanya Simon. Hi, everyone. You are listening to The Balance Podcast. Every year, millions of couples around the globe take a leap of belief and start a business with their partner. I'll be talking with other power couples about their journey to create a business and life together. It's an unfiltered conversation about how to work with your partner without killing each other. I'm your host, Tanya Simon, co-founder of Service Experts, a services maintenance company that I run with my childhood sweetheart, Daryl. I'm a mother of three and understand the ups and downs that working with your partner, running a business and juggling a family brings. Today, I'm really excited to be talking with Mickey Swartzel from New Eagle Consulting. Mickey is the co-founder and operations director for the New Eagle family of businesses. She brings a background in finance, human resources and marketing in both startups and corporate environments. After beginning her career in the banking industry, she moved to healthcare management and finally tech startup. Her passion is empowering her team to provide efficient and excellent service to customers around the world and then managing these activities to provide a strong financial strong financials and growth opportunities to the benefit of both employees and customers of New Eagle so welcome Mickey that's quite um quite an astounding uh, little bio that you've got there thank you it's a pleasure to be here Tanya and I liked your uh, intro about working together without killing each other wow that is that is what it's all about, essentially, um, and making it work. So, so, so welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with us um, and my listeners and tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do, where you've been and how working together with your partner works for you. So perhaps just as a little, uh, a little intro, can you share a little bit about how you met and where it all started for you? Sure. So, uh Rich is my husband and business partner. We met right out of college. We had grown up in the same town but never knew each other. We grew up about a mile apart. And as we met post-college, we realized we had many mutual friends. And in fact, one of those mutual friends from church introduced us and said, I think you two are uh, met for each other and have a lot in common. And she was right. Uh, We married a couple of years later began our journeys, uh, each working for other employers and never envisioned starting a company or working together. Um, We were transferred from Ohio in the United States to Michigan. My husband was working for General Motors at the time. And as most couples do, my husband was dissatisfied with his position and really yearned for more in a career and he kept saying as he moved from General Motors to a sales position for a small tech company, I can do it better. Mm. I have better ideas, I have more energy, I, I, I can do it better. And so about 16 years ago now, 17 years ago now, he he decided to start his own business and I was gainfully employed. We didn't have any kids. And so the leap of faith was much less at that point, really, because I, we knew we could feed ourselves with my salary. And if he toyed around for a year or so, you know, no harm, no foul. Mm. I began doing the books in the evenings, which was very small 
And um, as the company grew, though, uh, the we actually had to work together, right? It wasn't me just doing something on the side. It was us making joint decisions. We then started to hire staff. Then it became um, impossible for me to do this on the side. And we actually had to really take that leap of faith and start working together. Um, and that that was a crashing of the wills, right? Because here I came from a business background and I thought I knew it all. And he was the tech guy with the vision and, and, and the answers for how to do, how to do the technology. And together we had to kind of norm and storm together to create this business, which we did uh, for three years. We grew it to two companies or excuse me, two locations with 30 employees and a company out of Chicago came and offered to buy us. And it was not for sale, and we had never considered doing that. But it was at a juncture where our son was a year old, and the pressures of the business and family were really piling up. And we said, it's, a, it's too good of an opportunity. We have to, we have to take it. So we, we sold and we became employees again together for the same company um, and worked very closely together. He was sales and mar marketing director. I was the uh, marketing person. And that experience with, was kind of a blessing in the sense that we had a lot of aut autonomy and opportunity to work together, but we didn't have all the responsibility. Mm. In 2008, with the economic crash, we had the opportunity uh, through a layoff to decide what we wanted to do again. And even though we knew starting a business was really hard, we felt like that was the best opportunity because at that point we'd worked together eight years. And I really couldn't envision doing anything else, even though it it was hard, right? It, it's the 24 seven of, of home and business all meshed together. Uh, but again, it was what we knew and we thought we could do it. And so in 2008, we launched New Eagle Consulting. Um, and it's been a second time around is, it, it, sometimes it's harder because you know what's going to happen you know it's going to be hard the honeymoon it's a very short honeymoon period but on the other side we there are we know each other we know how we react we I know what to expect I the things I fought him on 12 years ago I don't fight anymore he was right and vice versa we've we have a mutual respect that we didn't have the first time around yeah that's that's awesome and I think that you know there's a few points that you actually brought up there that, well, first of all, going right back to the beginning where you said, you know, that leap of, that leap of faith was relatively easy back in those early days because of your perhaps, um, you know, you didn't have an established family or, or, an, or roots that you'd really sat down, set down firmly. Um, and, you know, a lot of people going into business, you know, either have those firm roots already set down or children, or perhaps they're just, you know, they're young and they're getting some pressure from other, other family members not to do it. And so that leap of faith, I think even regardless of your situation, but sometimes it is easier when you, you know, you don't have that going on. So, Absolutely. Yeah, the first thing that 
And then also you saying that you actually, you started just on the side doing the books. And I've mentioned this in, in a lot of my other interviews and, and now I'm seeing it across industries where that becomes the default um, position of the female partner <laughs> that, you know, it's that well expectation of, well, just help me out and do the books. And I don't know about your experience. I mean, you obviously came from a, you know, you've got a background in finance and human resources. So you obviously had a little bit of, you know, a little bit of knowledge about what you were actually doing, but for the most part, people don't. And, um, and they're doing a, a you know, they, they're doing a role and a, they're in a position of finance, which, you know, handling the money in a, in a business is, is, um, Tricky at the best. A big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and so now I you're into a position where I'm like, ah, what am I doing? I agree, and it also became more. I think when you're you're running the money, there's an expectation of expertise, and again, that advice and and direction, uh, providing some of that. That as a first time business owner, I mean, you don't even know what you're doing, so. <laughs> It's very scary. Um, and then the second time around, we added a component. Uh, we Previously, we were just a service business. And then, then the second go around, we have a distribution side of our business. And I literally went to the library and got a book on inventory because I hadn't looked at inventory accounting since college. So uh, you're right. It is, there, it, it is, it's doing the books is, is one thing, but being a the financial manager is quite different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because, I mean, you obviously, this was all, you know, pre-GFC, pre-being laid off, and you were in a position of, or well, I mean, you were in a particularly interesting position where you were bought out before all of that um, and then laid off during it. So how did that feel, you know, just going back to that, and I know this is a little bit off topic, I get, but how did that feel, um, you know, building this company up and, and selling it, still having that autonomous role within it and that, um, you know, freedom within it, but then actually being seeing it go through that and being laid off as well. Oh, it was really hard. Obviously, an economic um, meltdown across the globe, right? Mm. I don't. I, we were just one of many yeah. families impacted. Um, but I think the the bigger impact to us was that once we had our own company and then worked for someone else, we didn't work it's impossible for us to work like empl just employees now. Yeah. You know, we worked, um, we had a great team at the company that bought us and we worked really hard together to make it great. And so it, although it wasn't ours, we, we had a lot of, um, of our original company in our, in that DNA and as part of the company. So it did feel like a loss to us. And, of course, just like anybody being laid off, the uncertainty, you know, what's next. And honestly, we didn't jump back into business ownership as our very first option. We, we said, yes, we can do it, but we knew this time it was, it was hard. Business ownership is hard. And I feel very blessed that I get to do it with my husband, even though it causes, you know, you, you never leave it because you bring it home, but at least it's someone who's shouldering it with you. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a huge blessing. So, um, in short, it was, it was hard and, and we were thankful we'd had that first experience to draw upon and, mm. and start again. 
And what lessons did you then take from that whole experience into the next venture? Again, like I said, the, the respect for each other's opinion. Um, we don't, I laugh, we don't have the same fights this time. We, we go to, I'll go to something and I'll say, nope, you, you know, I, I don't like it still, but I trust you. So that was the first thing. Um, we wanted people to be able, we, we wanted to add employees who added um, leadership value to us. I think we've sought uh, peer groups and employees that can help give us direction and insight um, so that it's not just us. Um, I think we've also honestly been a lot smarter financially. The first time around, we were well, very undercapitalized and we said, you know, we need to be in a financial position so that we're stronger this time. Um, and, and that's made, and, I, and that experience uh, previously helped yeah. make that decision. Yeah. And so rallying that support around you as well, both with staff and external, you know, people to help support and nurture that new venture and the lessons that you'd taken from being in business together. So at this point, how long have you actually been working together? Was that uh, to Total, it's been 16 years. 16 years. Okay. Okay. So how did you, I mean, you obviously you've got, you've both got your different areas of expertise and you both, um, you know, have had backgrounds and then stepped into the new business um, with that greater insight, um, trusting each other, communication. How did you, when you started a family, when all of that happened for you, how did you manage your hats, your different hats about going into work, managing your team, coming home with your family, a new family? So... Our son is now 14, so he was, what, six when we started the second venture. Um, it, it has allowed me flexibility that I know no other job would have given me. So, uh, you know, I drop him off at school, I go to the office, I leave the office, I pick him up and come home. Now that he's older and has after-school after activities, I'm able to stay at the office longer, but Basically, I worked around his schedule, um, but at the same, I say that, but at the same time, I can tell you that he has set up trade shows and packed boxes and filed papers. So he has actually been a part of the business, um, both because I think it's valuable to him and sometimes because I need a set of hands. <laughs> so um, I, I would say we're very... Um, we, we, I have chosen not to separate home and work. I, I, you know, so I may pick him up in the, from school and come right home and open my laptop and start, you know, get back to work. So where I know some people say, no, I'm home and I'm going to, I'm going to shut that down for now. But I just haven't had the luxury of doing that. And like I said, I've tried to engage him and teach him as we've, as we've learned and grown the business. 
Yeah, I think it's a, it's what works for everybody and there's no, you know, cookie cutter set of rules. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of people talk about, obviously, you know, this podcast has got the word balance in it um, and it means different things to different people. And I'm much the same as you, whereas, uh, you know, we've involved our kids and got them into the office and helping out as well. And sometimes it is a case of coming home and starting up and opening up that laptop again and just getting going. Um, and it's the moments that you can be there for them um, that are different to working a, a really, you know, high pressure job where you're there at seven o'clock in the morning and you're home at seven o'clock at night. And that's the difference that it brings. So perhaps it's not about that ultimate, what people expect as the balance I work and then I'm with my family and I'm completely with them, especially when you're working with your partner. Um, conversations happen at any time and any place. And you can't actually say when you're in you know, a creative mode or you've got this innovative idea, you can't stop and say, well, honey, it's not time we, you know, we, let's not talk about that right this second. Um, it just, so it, organically, it organically happens. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you mentioned before that we have our separate roles. And so I often laugh that he and I talk the least of all the married couples in our company during the day because I'm in one side of the building, he's at the other, we have our separate responsibilities. You know, we, we aren't just hanging out all day together. So you're mm-hmm. right, when you come home, sometimes that's when the, the conversations can happen. Yeah, yeah, and the time and space for them to happen as well. And sometimes, look, let's be honest, sometimes the kids are like, my kids yell at me, oh, you're talking about work again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. But, you know, we, we, we constantly tell them, well, you know, this, this conversation is going to help um, support the lifestyle that we want to give you and the opportunities that we want to provide for you um, in life. So they're not bad conversations. We're not arguing. We're not yelling at each other. They're just conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. So you work at different ends of the building and you just mentioned you've got other married couples that are working in your company as well. No, no, I'm sorry. Not for us, but just married people that don't. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. All right. And what about, uh, you know, circle of friends? Um, You know, are there any other couples in business that you are exposed to or do your friends, you know, when you try and explain to people, and although you're, like you say, you're at different ends of the building. I mean, it's still 24 seven with this person, um, you know, all in, all the chips are in and it's all there how sometimes it's hard to explain to people what you actually do and and what that relationship's like and they can't understand it and you can't understand them. Do you have any of that? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I have no personal friends that, that are in the same boat sharing a, a work life with a spouse. I do have a peer group. Uh, it's called women's president's organization and it has been such a lifeline. And there are a couple of those women that work with their spouses. And that's been, been helpful. Mm. It's always good to share experiences. And I guess that's what this podcast is really all about. It's about sharing the experiences that everybody goes through because um, everybody's having different experiences. And some people are at, you know, 
the pointy end of their business um, and like you have actually exited businesses in the past and some people are just starting out. So it's really good to have that support network and just being able sometimes to listen to other people's experiences and, and share it as well and go, yeah, it's not all, it's not all you know, roses and, and rainbows and unicorns and, and for the most part it can be really challenging. But everybody says the same thing, and I'm sure that you do too, Mickey. You've said it before, actually, is that you just wouldn't have it anyway, any other way. And there's just no way you can go back to working for anybody again once you've done it for yourselves. Oh, so true. And actually, as we were, uh, after we were laid off, I was really sad to think that I wouldn't be working with him. Uh, I, I couldn't, I could, even though, as I said, I'm not just hanging out with him all day, just that the fact that I'm as connected to him as possible and vice versa. We know what each other's struggles are. We know the context and the background and we're, we're team pulling in the same direction. I, I, it's unique and I've grown to love it even though um, there are times when I have found myself thinking I need a break from the business. And unfortunately that feels like a break from him because we're going to get together and that's all we're going to talk about. So it does require discipline to, like you talked about balance it. You, you have, you cannot do this 24 seven year on and year out. You have to be able to take a break. And so we're learning actually better this year to turn cell phones off, schedule vacations, really be away and trust our team more because we have to protect there's time to protect the business and there's time to protect the family. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing where that is, is really important. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what, um, what Mickey can you share with everyone listening today? What your top three tips are to actually making it work together? success or the key different the thing that changed it from really frustrating to me to a positive was way back at the first company when I carved out my own role and responsibility when I was the help doing the books and getting tasked by him after because I was a, a you know competent employee a different role right moving into this lesser role that was the frustration so once I was able to carve my own role out and have responsibility I could then just like any other job I could soar I could I could win I could lose I could make mistakes but it was mine and that that was the key and and it's as I said my husband was a visionary it was his idea that was never my idea to go into business so I had to really navigate that um, because it wasn't originally my idea. I think that if somebody, if they jointly plan that, I think it would be a different, um, I think you still need to do it, but I think it might have come more easily. Um, I've also read, um, some literature that talks about making sure that co-founders or leadership teams have both a visionary and an implementer. That happens to be my husband and I, but I think that those roles are important for any organization. If you just 
have a dreamer and a visionary and there's nobody to make it happen, you, you probably won't go as far as if you have an implementer. I, like, on the flip side though, I'm not the vision person. I, I don't see the next thing, but if you give me the next thing, I can get it implemented. I can, I can dream that dream. And so making sure whether it's you and your spouse or, you know, some other trusted person that's going to be that balance for you. Um, and then third, like I said, the, the peer group, um, having, not necessarily, I, I would say business owners, other business owners as peers, you face unique challenges. It's, there are a lot of ups and downs in business that I don't think an employee signs up to hear about from their boss every day. Being able to share that with a peer group and, and be the positive leader in the office to me has, has been the good balance um, and I think afforded the employees a better environment in which to work. Brilliant. I love it. And there are three common themes that, um, that I, I hear a lot. Roles and responsibilities being, you know, really a big one um, and an important one because some people take a while to get there. Some people figure that out really quickly and figure out that they need to, you know, differentiate exactly what their roles and responsibilities are. Um, and some people take a little bit longer to get there. And, and that was really strong with you to carve out your role and responsibility. And like you said, once you do that, you then take ownership of the wins and the losses and everything in between, um, because it's yours. And, you know, even us for where we are in, in business as well, as you grow your team and develop your team, roles and responsibilities constantly shift and change. So, um, you know, ensuring that for you and your partner and ensuring that for your team as well is, is really important, especially when you've got, I think, a husband and wife in, in you know, running the show um, and sailing the ship is really important because your staff also need to know who they come to for what and who's responsible exactly. for what. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge one. That's really big. And the second one being um, really about ensuring that, sorry, I've just lost my train of thought there because I was really in the groove of things with roles and responsibilities. I'll tell you why. Because at the moment, that's exactly where we are. So I was really listening to you intently there and taking as much in because for me, that. You know, every time I do one of these interviews, I get such golden nuggets for myself. Um, and for me, that was that really hit home for me because that's where we are with our staff at the moment. Um, and as you as an owner, and I'm sure that you've been in this position as well, as you, um, you were saying, you know, to take the holidays and to book and schedule in time away, you need to trust your team and step away a little bit more. So as you step away from a role, um, you hand more of your role and responsibility over to a teammate and then you need to figure out, well, as the owner, what else, you know, what else do I now take on? So, um, yeah, sorry. So I lost my, I lost my train of thought. because I was so completely um, going, I hear it so often in interviews and I know it myself and it's just such a, a good reiteration. You know, sometimes you need to hear things right time, right place again for it to really sink in and go, wow, that's, it's really important. So for anybody listening, roles and responsibilities and defining those, I've spoken about it in other interviews and other couples have spoken how important it is and it's come up again. So um, the importance is really emphasized now about that um, and communication as well that's come up quite a lot as well um, 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Mickey. This has just been, I, I could talk to you for, for ages here. This has been um, really an eye opener for everybody listening, I hope as well. Um, and for anybody that was listening to Mickey as well, one of her points about having those networks is really important. Um, a lot of people have, you know, a lot of couples in business that are making it work have got these supportive networks. And, and you'd agree, Mickey, that that's really played a huge part in for you to be able to have that sounding board. Cause like you said, your staff don't want to hear it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you don't have a supportive network, go out and find one, um, do your research, find the right one for you. Because as Mickey said, that's, that's really important. Um, and at the end of the day, there's really only so much soundboarding that the two of you can do together. And sometimes it takes somebody just to listen and give you a different perspective because would you agree Mickey that sometimes you're really so close to the coal face that you can't see the answer oh absolutely yes you you get and and again you it's hard if it's a problem and you don't you bring it home you take it to work and you, you just can't get it away and you need a third party to come in and say maybe not the answer but to validate one of you to help the other one see it's wrong whatever it's it's yes absolutely and just to know you're not alone you're not the only business owner going through whatever um that it's lonely at the top right as the saying goes yeah that's absolutely right once you start to get around um, a really good supportive network what you find is that you kind of go oh my gosh I'm so glad I really did think I was the only one going through this and what you realize quickly is you're not so um, it's fantastic to have that. So, so to Mickey's second point is really, you know, find yourself the right supportive network um, and go with your gut. Look, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Um, but yeah, go and, go and find that supportive network. So just quickly to end up, Mickey, um, I normally do this with, with the two partners together, but I, I'll do it with you and see what we get because um, sometimes this can be a, a lot of fun. So what little quirk about your partner drives you absolutely nuts? He is, um, I, I say he's my interpreter or I'm his interpreter. He, he appears, he, his communication can be disjointed. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, what, what's that book? Uh, women are from, is it, are they oh, right. women are from Mars? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. So who's really the boss? <laughs> I always say that she who holds the gold rules, right? That's the golden so I'm I you can you can push so far, but I, I'm the one that controls the checkbook. So <laughs> Love it, love it. Technology in the bedroom, yes or no? I'm sorry, say that again? Technology in the bedroom. Oh yes. <laughs> Date night, do you do them? We try. Be rich and ugly or poor and beautiful? Rich and ugly. Pet name for each other? Schnookums and schnookers. Oh, cute. First kiss, where was it? Oh, um, Dayton, Ohio, um, the backyard of my parents' house. <laughs> Coolest gift you've ever received from each other or from him? Hmm. An espresso coffee pot coffee machine a latte machine nice one be invisible or be able to read minds invisible two words that describe you 
<laughs> control freak. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? She who holds the golden. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, toilet paper over or under? Under. Nice one. Well, Mickey, thank you so much for chatting with me. I've really enjoyed our time together and I hope I'm I actually, no, I don't hope. I know that our listeners have got so much from our conversation. Um, and another beautiful conversation about working with your partner and, you know, the successes and challenges along the way. So thank you so very much. Thank you, Tanya. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Balance Podcast, The Journey of Entrepreneurial Couples. You can listen to this and other episodes at tanyasimon.com. Until next week, I wish you a joyous, creative and productive week.